Hello, this is Father Neil here, and welcome to the January 17th edition of the podcast Catechism with Father Neil. Today we're going to be looking at numbers 65 through 67 of the Catechism. 3. Christ Jesus, Mediator and Fullness of All Revelation. God has said everything in his word. 65. In many and various ways, God spoke of old to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by a son. Christ, the Son of God made man, is the Father's one perfect and unsurpassable word. In him, he has said everything. There will be no other word than this one. St. John of the Cross, among others, commented strikingly on Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 to 2. In giving us his Son, his only word, for he possesses no other, he spoke everything to us at once in this sole word. And he has no more to say, because what he spoke before to the prophets in parts, he has now spoken all at once by giving us the all who is his Son. Any person questioning God or desiring some vision or revelation would be guilty not only of foolish behaviour, but also of offending him by not fixing his eyes entirely upon Christ and by living with the desire for some other novelty. There will be no further revelation. 66. The Christian economy, therefore, since it is the new and definite covenant, will never pass away, and no new public revelation is to be expected before the glorious manifestation of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yet, even if revelation is already complete, it has not been made completely explicit. It remains for Christian faith gradually to grasp its full significance over the course of the centuries. 67. Throughout the ages, there have been so-called private revelations, some of which have been recognised by the authority of the Church. They do not belong, however, to the deposit of faith. It is not their role to improve or complete Christ's definitive revelation, but to help live more fully by it in a certain period of history, guided by the magisterium of the Church, the census fidelium knows how to discern and welcome in these revelations whatever constitutes an authentic call of Christ or his saints to the church. Christian faith cannot accept revelations that claim to surpass or correct the revelation of which Christ is the fulfillment, as is the case in certain non-Christian religions and also in certain recent sects which base themselves on such revelations. So this section is very clear. I think it's telling us how Christ is the word of God par excellence. That he is the one, he is the final word of God. That in Christ God has revealed everything. Nothing remains to be said. That the treasury of the revelation of God that was given to us in Christ is to last us until the end of the world. So the church can grow 
in her understanding of this revelation, she can grow in her appreciation of this revelation, but this revelation can't change. So this is, uh, I suppose, what we would call the development of dogma, that we can develop in our understanding of a particular doctrine. The recent Saint, uh, Saint John Henry Newman uh, wrote very well about this, and also Saint Vincent of Lorraine in the patristic times spoke about this development of dogma, that what was given to us in the New Testament, especially, what was given to us, revealed to us by Christ, uh, by the scriptures and the tradition of the church, can't change. It might take a, a certain amount of time to reach a certainty as to what it is. So, for example, St. Peter would not have known that there were seven sacraments, even though he was with Jesus. And yet the church in the Council of Trent could affirm that there are seven sacraments and, what the sac and explain what these sacraments are, or many other examples like this. And uh, it took the church some time to understand what was given to her. It took the church some time to comprehend this, um, these mysteries by meditating on them, for my, my meditating on Christ, by meditating on the New Testament, by meditating on the Old Testament, on the scripture, on the tradition of the church, that the church can deepen her understanding. But once the church has understood something, in a sense it can't change. So if there are seven sacraments today, we can't come along tomorrow and say, well, we found an eighth one, or we've decided that one of the seven isn't a sacrament anymore, uh, and so forth, that this... Uh, that these things, that sometimes people are expecting the church to change doctrines, like we'll see later on, that marriage is between a man and a woman is fundamental to the doctrine of the church and can't be changed, and the Pope is not at liberty to change this. A council of the church can't change certain truths, the truths that are there, that have been defined, that have been understood, can't change, but we can deepen in our understanding of them. That every century, every age has new challenges, Every age has new saints, every age has new theologians, and if they're authentic theologians, if there's an authentic uh, meditation on the, on the content of the dogmas of the faith, on the content of the revelation, that we can deepen in this. But what we have is definitive, that God isn't going to say anything else. Nothing else remains to be said that wasn't already said in Christ. Maybe we haven't fully grasped it. Of course, we haven't fully grasped it. But that as we continue we can, uh, in, in the church, we can deepen our understanding. And this is why, for example, at the end, uh, I know still today many people get confused by these personal revelations, these ideas that God is revealing something new, oftentimes linked with some of the Marian devotions, that God is saying something new. And this isn't the case at all, that there, are no new, there is no new revelation. The private revelations can't add anything to the deposit of faith. And uh, many times when Our Lady appears, on the few times that the Church has, uh, has recognized these as being uh, valid, as being true, it's not so much that she says anything new. So at Lourdes, she says, tell the priest to build a church and to make processions. So there's nothing, in a sense, new there. In Guadalupe, the same thing, that uh, it's just to help devotion in a particular place. And the Church always has to be careful when, um, when people are claiming that there's some new revelation or when the National Geographic magazine publishes some new gospel that they have fabricated or discovered or bought somewhere or other, these things just don't count because the revelation has reached its fullness in Christ. Yes, we can develop our understanding of this. Yes, we can develop our appreciation of this. Yes, we can apply this to new realities that weren't there before so that the church can teach about in vitro fertilization, for example, or certain things 
that certain possibilities that weren't there in earlier centuries, they just didn't come up. And yet we can teach about them, we can see what Revelation has to say about them, but we can't come up with any new, uh, any new teaching. So now I'm just going to read the in brief section number 68 through 73 so that we can continue with article 2 tomorrow. In brief, 68. By love, God has revealed himself and given himself to man. He has thus provided the definitive, superabundant answer to the questions that man asks himself about the meaning and the purpose of his life. 69. God has revealed himself to man by gradually communicating his own mystery in deeds and in words. 70. Beyond the witness to himself that God gives in created things, he manifested himself to our, our, to our first parents, spoke to them, and after the fall, promised them salvation, and offered them his covenant. 71. God made an everlasting covenant with Noah and with all living beings. It will remain in force as long as the world lasts. 72. God choose, chose Abraham and made a covenant with him and his descendants. By the covenant, God formed his people and revealed his law to them through Moses. Through the prophets, he prepared them to accept the salvation destined for all humanity. 73. God revealed himself fully by sending his own Son, in whom he has established his covenant forever. The Son is his Father's definite word, so there will be no further revelation after him. So very well. So we're going to continue tomorrow, and tomorrow we start the new section, Article 2, and we look at Numbers 74 through 79. God bless.